Hello and welcome to the JS Bach Files, episode 40. I'm Terence O'Grady, and this is part two of Bach's St. Matthew Passion. Before we get to the second part of Bach's great work, I'd like to take a moment to remind everyone of some sources that might be useful to anyone interested in the broader and deeper theological issues behind the St. Matthew Passion. Since these podcasts are somewhat single-mindedly about more specifically musical issues, I don't take the time to address many of the other often quite important matters. But fortunately, there are a number of authors who have done exactly that. I have mentioned Christoph Wolf's book in this respect several times, and John Elliott Gardner's Bach, Music in the Castle of Heaven, is also quite relevant here. But two others are of particular interest in this regard. Yaroslav Pelikan's Bach Among the Theologians, and Michael Marison's Bach and God. Every one of these books will be of value to anyone interested in delving into the theological issues embodied in the Passions. On to the second part of the St. Matthew Passion. With the first part of the Passion concluding with a glorious chorale fantasia, Bach begins the second with a more subdued but nevertheless substantial aria for alto and chorus in B minor and 3A time. With Jesus having been seized by the servants of the high priest at the end of part one, this text begins, Ah, now my Jesus has gone. The instrumental ritonello of twelve bars establishes the main melodic motives, the first of which, played in unison by flute, oboe de mor, and violin one, is based on a rhythmically distinctive pattern, starting on an eighth note on the upper tonic note, which drops the fourth to a dotted eighth note before moving back up with stepwise 32nd notes. A similar pattern is then repeated twice, each time a third lower, before the phrase comes to rest rather abruptly on a weak beat. The lamenting quality of the melody is seen not just in its overall shape, but in its unsettled relationship to the harmony beneath it with a number of dissonances occurring against the repeated tonic pedal and the continual bass. Here is just the first phrase. Starting in bar 5, new ideas are introduced, primarily descending and ascending scale lines in 16th and 32nd notes, which are then repeated sequentially up a step while the continual bass breaks off its pedal and assumes a variant of the opening motive, replacing the descending fourth with an octave drop. After a series of ties across the bar leading to yearning non-harmonic tones, the ritonello cadences on F-sharp major, the dominant in the key. As you heard near the end of my excerpt, the alto soloist begins with a long-held sighing exclamation on the fifth of the scale, just over four bars in length, while the melody instruments repeat a variant of their earlier retronello theme of a fourth, this time outlining a prolonged dominant seventh chord. Finally, the sustained dominant resolves, and the alto continues the text, employing a melodic variant of the opening bars of the retronello melody. At that point, the chorus enters in a more gently lulling D major with a new phrase, starting in the altos, but eventually taken up by tenors, basses, and sopranos, with the text, Where then is your friend gone, O most beautiful among women?
The alto re-enters with the text, Is it possible? Can I behold it? With her original motives, but seeming more agitated, as she alternates with similar phrases from both the continual bass and the melody instruments. The chorus returns, again gently, although with some lush dissonances. Where is your friend turned to? But the soloist's replies have become more desperate in tone, as she sings, Ah, my lamb in tiger's claws, with an unusually jagged, extended melisma on the word claws. As she sings again, Ah, where has my Jesus gone? She returns to her original motives. The chorus returns with the reassuring line, Then we shall seek him with you, but the soloist is not easily consoled. She introduces a new but even more urgent melodic idea to sing, Ah, what shall I say to my soul when it shall ask me anxiously? And the soloist then returns to the original melodic idea introduced in the Ritonello as she concludes by repeating, Ah, where has my Jesus gone? In the tenor recitative that follows, the evangelist describes how Jesus was led to the high priest Caiaphas, while Peter followed at a distance. The chief priests and the elders sought false witnesses against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Bach's setting of a chorale is next, representing another commentary from the community of believers, this one based on the fifth stanza of, In thee, Lord, I have placed my trust. The text by Adam Reisner after Psalm 31, and the melody by Sethus Calvisius. The following recitative involves the evangelist, sung as usual by a tenor, two witnesses, sung by alto and tenor two, who engage in a brief arioso duet and a bass representing the high priest. And although many false witnesses came forward, they still found nothing. Finally, two false witnesses came forward and said, He has said, I can break down God's temple and in three days build it again. And the high priest stood up and said to him, Do you answer nothing to what these men testify against you? But Jesus remains silent. Here's the recitative. Und wie wohl viel falsche Zeugen herzutraten, funden sie doch keins. Zuletzt traten er zu zehn falsche Zeugen und sprachen, Er hat mir auch A distinctive tenor recitative follows, leading to an equally distinctive aria. The text is, My Jesus is silent at false lies to show us in this way that his merciful will is inclined to suffering for our sake, 
and that we in such pain should be like him and in persecution remain silent. The recitative is marked by staccato eighth notes on each beat in the accompaniment, lending a particularly stark atmosphere, which is increased by the frequent use of dissonant chords, including on the words suffering and pain. The austerity continues in the rather dramatic tenor aria, scored only for viola da gamba and continuo, with the gamba playing a series of repeated, almost march-like patterns of dotted rhythm figures. The text, Patience, even if false tongues stab me, if I should suffer, contrary to my guilt, abuse, and mockery, O then may dear God avenge the innocence of my heart. Here is an excerpt. Another three-way recitative follows, this one involving the evangelist, high priest sung by a bass, and Jesus also sung by a bass, in which the high priest demands of Jesus that he declare firmly if he is the Christ, the Son of God. When Jesus does so and tells the high priest that he will be seen sitting on the right hand of God and coming out of the clouds of heaven, the high priest tears his garments and accuses him of blasphemy against God. The chorus of the people then jump in angrily with, He is guilty of death. Then the evangelist relates how they spat in his face and struck him, and the chorus again enters, singing, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is it that has struck you? Here's an excerpt showing the agitated responses shared by both choruses and the intervening recitative exchanges. A chorale follows another setting of Gerhardt's O Welt Sieher Dein Leben, the text based on the third stanza. Who has struck you in this way, my Savior, and with what torments treated you so badly? You are certainly not a sinner like us and our children. Of wrongdoing you know nothing.
The scene now shifts to Peter, waiting outside the palace for a lengthy recitative exchange. He is approached by a woman who asks if he were not with Jesus of Galilee. Peter denies it, but a second woman sees him and makes the same claim. Peter again denies knowing Jesus, but a chorus of accusers enters with, You really are one of them. Your speech gives you away. But Peter denies Christ for the third time, and at once the cock crowed. Then Peter thought of Jesus' words, and he went out and wept bitterly. The alto aria that follows is one of the most famous and heart-wrenching of the entire Passion, nonetheless because the emotional intensity with which it is so powerfully imbued is directed at Peter rather than Christ's suffering. The first part of the text is, Have mercy, my God, for the sake of my tears. The aria is in B minor, 12-8 time, and is based initially on a descending bass pattern like so many laments. The opening ritonello features an exquisite, highly ornamented violin solo. The alto's version of the melody is less highly ornamented, but largely follows the original in its shape and expressive use of non-harmonic tones, at least initially, while the solo violin provides an elegant countermelody, also based on the ritornello theme. Here is the first part of the alto's initial statement. The alto repeats the text with a largely new melodic idea leading to a cadence on F-sharp minor. After a brief ritonello, still drawing from the first, we encounter the second part of the text. Look here, my heart and eyes weep before you bitterly. This is matched with a new melodic idea, less ornamental in general, and featuring more sustained tones and downbeats, although the solo violin continues to contribute arabesques drawn from the original Ritonello theme. Here's a little of this section.
After another brief ritornello, the first part of the text returns, with a variant of the original, highly expressive melody. Then the solo violin closes the movement with an even more elaborately embellished version of its original theme. A chorale is next, the fifth verse of Johann Rist's Be Alert, My Soul. Although I have strayed from you, yet I turn back once again. Your son has settled the account for us through his anguish and death agony. I do not deny my guilt, but your grace and favor is much greater than the sins I find constantly in myself. In the following recitative, the evangelist relates how the chief priests and elders meet, determined to put Jesus to death and hand him over to the governor Pontius Pilate. When Judas saw that Jesus was condemned to death, he felt remorse and returned the thirty silver pieces, saying, I have done evil in that I have betrayed innocent blood. At that point, the chorus, representing the chief priests, burst in singing, What is that to do with us? See to it yourself. The evangelist then reports that Judas threw the silver pieces into the temple, departed, went away, and hanged himself. The entire sequence comes to a close with a brief duet between two basses representing the chief priests, in which they sing, It is not possible to put the money in the holy treasury since it is blood money. At that point, it is again time for reflection and devotional commentary, representing the perspective of the believing community. A bass solo aria with solo violin accompaniment in G major is the chosen vehicle for the text, which is, Give me back my Jesus. See, the money, the wages of murder, is thrown by the lost son down at your feet. This is no lament. The often syncopated rhythmic figures with which the Ritchinello begins, in conjunction with the characteristic articulation patterns it displays, suggests a brisk tempo and dance-like quality, which is confirmed by the often brilliant figuration patterns soon taken up by the first violin. Here's the opening Ritchinello, followed by the entrance of the soloist, who sings a somewhat less active but rather more militant variant of the original melody. Later, after an intervening ritornello, the bass returns with a much more virtuosic display of its own. This is a singular aria. There is not much to compare it with in the St. Matthew Passion. Did the biblical narrative or this particular text require such a different musical approach? Could a more conventionally lamenting approach have been taken at this point? Perhaps, but Bach wisely deemed that there was a compelling need for a musical variety at this point, and this text at least allowed him to take this more aggressively and energetically operatic approach, even if it did not require it. Another lengthy recitative ensues, introduced by the evangelist, in which Pilate asks Jesus whether he is the king of the Jews. 
Jesus responds, you are saying this. Pilate asks if Jesus understands what harsh accusations are being made against him, but Jesus does not reply. Before the narrative continues, a chorale intervenes based on a text by Gerhardt, the original melody by Hustler. Commend your way and what troubles your heart to the most trustworthy care of him who guides the heavens. He who to the clouds and winds gives their way course and tracks will also find a way by which your feet can go. Then the narrative continues in recitative. The evangelist describes the governor's custom of releasing to the people on the festival day a prisoner of their choice. Pilate, sung by a bass, asks the assembled crowd which man should be released, Jesus or Barabbas. Meanwhile, Pilate's wife, sung by a soprano in a brief but expressive passage, sends him a message about Jesus. She sings, Have nothing to do with this just man. I have today suffered much in a dream for his sake. But, the evangelist continues, the chief priests and the elders persuaded the people to ask for Barabbas so that Jesus would be put to death. So when Pilate asked the crowd directly which man should be freed, they roared back Barabbas on a dramatic diminished seventh chord. Pilate then asks the crowd, What shall I then do with Jesus, of whom it is said he is Christ? And the crowd responds, Let him be crucified with a brief but vigorous and rather jagged fugal passage for dual choruses, demonstrating that while the crowd may have been to some degree diverse, all were unified in their hostility. Here is the second part of the recitative exchange and the chorus's two responses. Da antwortete nun der Landpfleger und sprach zu ihnen, Welchen wollt ihr unter diesen Zweien? Den ich euch so losgeben. Sie sprachen. Pilatus sprach zu ihnen. Was soll ich denn machen mit Jesus? Und dem gesagt wird, er sei Christus. Sie sprachen alle. Das Another introspective chorale setting comes next with the text, How amazing is this punishment! The good shepherd suffers for his sheep. The Lord, the one who is just, pays the penalty for his servants. The recitative then resumes briefly with Pilate asking the crowd, What evil has he done? He is answered not by the crowd, but by a devotional soprano recitative and aria. This highly distinctive recitative really an arioso, features the unusual oboe da caccia, two of them, in fact, in duet and continuo. The text is, He has done good to all of us. To the blind he gave sight. The lame he made able to walk. He told to us his father's word. He drove out the devils. He raised up those who are distressed. He received and accepted sinners. Nothing else has my Jesus done. Here's the first part. The aria is even more distinctive in terms of its instrumental resources. No continuo instruments, and with the two oboe da caccia moving beneath a florid flute solo, which focuses on a single eloquent phrase, which is repeated several times in the opening ritornello, and which recurs, with variation, intermittently throughout the aria.
The text for the aria begins, Out of love, out of love my Savior is willing to die. Of any sin he knows nothing, so that eternal ruin and the punishment of judgment may not remain upon my soul. The aria, initially in A minor in 3-4 time, begins with a long, languid melisma on the word love, and then carries on with a melody related to the opening flute line and marked with several expressive gestures, for example, the frequent chromatic inflections on the word sterben, to die. The middle section moves very briefly into a major tonality, as the text offers some consolation, so that eternal ruin and the punishment of judgment may not remain upon my soul, and the transition back to the bleaker message of Christ's willingness to die is masterfully negotiated. Here is the middle section, temporarily in F major, but working back toward a minor tonality, in this case D minor. We now return to the biblical narrative where the crowd continues to cry out for Jesus' blood, again singing, Let him be crucified, replicating the earlier fugal passage even more urgently in a key a step higher. The evangelist and Pilate continue their recitative in which Pilate washes his hands and declares, I am innocent of the blood of this just man. See to it yourselves. The crowd responds, his blood be upon us and our children, again in a highly agitated and intricately polyphonic, although not fugal, manner, after which the evangelist relates how Pilate released Barabbas and had Jesus scourged and handed over to be crucified. Da antwortete das ganze Volk und sprach, This is followed by another highly expressive, almost tortured recitative and aria for alto soloist, with accompaniment from the strings and continuo. The recitative is unsettled tonally and characterized by an unrelenting series of dotted 16th, 32nd note rhythms in the accompaniment and several large, often angular leaps in the melody. 
The text is, Have mercy, God, here stands the Savior, bound. O scourging, O blows, O wounds, you executioners, stop. Are you not softened by the soul's agony, the sight of such misery? Ah, yes, you have a heart that must be like the post used for torture, and even far harder still. Have mercy, stop. The lengthy da capo aria that follows, in G minor and 3-4 time, also has an unrelenting quality about it, due again to the use of persistent dotted rhythm figures. But here the stark, repeated dotted rhythms quickly give way to a more expansive melodic gesture that soars into the upper range of the violin and then repeats a step lower to make its way, temporarily, to the key of E-flat major. But large leaps, both ascending and descending, also have a role to play here, sometimes landing on brief but telling dissonances. Here's the opening ritonello. The text is, like some of the others in the Passions, rather luridly pietist. If the tears on my cheeks can achieve nothing, oh then, take my heart, but let it, for the streams, as the wounds gently bleed, also be the sacrificial cup. The alto's melody begins in the first two measures with a narrow range motive that is repeated as the bass descends by step beneath it but in the third and fourth measures it begins to draw on the ritornello melody with a variant of the expansive ascending phrase heard there. Other ideas from the ritornello also recur as we move toward a cadence in B-flat major. Here is the alto's first melodic statement. After the ritornello reappears, still in B-flat major, the alto returns, focusing now almost exclusively on her opening phrase, which she presents in various guises, modulating back to G minor in the process. Back in G minor, she returns to the opening idea, now sprinkling in some more dramatic leaps. After a cadence in G minor and fermata, we're introduced to the middle section of the aria. We encounter some new key areas here as we move to the second part of the text, 
but let it be for the streams, as the wounds gently bleed, also be the sacrificial cup. But the mood doesn't significantly change here, and many of the same melodic ideas recur in both vocal line and accompaniment, and eventually the da capo indication returns us to a repeat of the first section. The narrative now returns in a long recitative from the evangelist, in which he describes how Jesus is stripped and given a purple cloak, a crown of thorns, and a reed in his right hand, after which the soldiers mock him with a brief chorus singing, Hail to you, King of the Jews. The evangelist completes the section with a passionate declaiming of, And they spat on him and took the reed, and with it struck him on the head. This is followed immediately by a chorale, the first two stanzas of O Sacred Head Now Wounded, the third of fourth uses of the chorale in this passion. The text for the first stanza is, O head full of blood and wounds, full of sorrow and full of scorn, O head bound in mockery with a crown of thorns, O head once beautifully adorned with greatest honor and adornment, but now most shamefully mistreated, let me greet you. The evangelist continues, singing with a painful extension of the word kreutz or cross, the text, and when they had mocked him, they took off the cloak and put his own clothes on him, and led him out to be crucified. And as they went along, they found a man from Cyrene who was called Simon, whom they compelled to carry his cross. A bass recitative and aria then comments on the narrative, singing, Certainly, indeed, in us our flesh and blood has to be compelled to the cross. The better it is for our soul, the more bitter it is for us. Once again, the accompanying sonorities are unusual for this recitative, with two flutes providing brief three-note interjections against the bass's vocal line, and a viola da gamba engaging in constant arpeggiations of the continuo chords. The bass aria which retains only the gamba solo and continuo instruments, is again characterized by a recurring dotted rhythm figure by the solo viola da gamba, which also periodically provides multi-stop chords for rhythmic emphasis. Here's the first part of the instrumental ritonello. The text for the aria is, Come, sweet cross, this is what I will say. My Jesus, give it always to me. If my suffering at any time becomes too heavy, then you yourself help me to bear it. Although the gamba escapes the repeated dotted rhythms periodically for a few flowing lyrical flights, the overall impression remains austere with the bass soloist engaging in only the mildest of ornamental phrases and often focusing on melodic motives low in its range. 
The next lengthy recitative from the Evangelist begins to describe the crucifixion itself on Golgotha, the vinegar mixed with gall, the casting of lots for the garments, and the reference to the two murderers crucified with Jesus. It is, perhaps surprisingly, relatively subdued, with few words singled out for particular expressive attention, until, that is, an interruption from the chorus of those who reviled Jesus, singing, You who destroy God's temple and build it in three days, help yourself. If you are God's son, then come down from the cross. After a brief intervening recitative from the evangelist, the scribes and elders tag on a second mocking chorus. He helped others, and he cannot help himself. If he is the king of Israel, then let him come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him, if he delights in him, for he said, I am God's son. Here is the first part of that chorus. Desgleichen haut die hohen Priester spotteten sein, samt den Schriftgelehrten und Ältesten und sprachen. We're going to move ahead to a very famous alto recitative and aria. The text for this very arioso-like recitative, the key of which is a very fluid A-flat major, is Ah, Golgotha, accursed Golgotha, the Lord of glory must shamefully perish here. The blessing and salvation of the world is put on the cross as a curse. From the creator of the heavens and the earth, the earth and the air will be taken away. The innocent must here die as guilty. That touches my soul deeply. Ah, Golgotha, accursed Golgotha. Two oboe da again dominate the instrumental sonority, playing often together in thirds, but sometimes also making use of more strident intervals as well. The alto's melody line, which begins with a descending leap of a seventh to a dissonance, is itself uncomfortable, as you might expect, although certain phrases, for example, the reference to the Lord of Glory, are provided with more conventional, even noble, melodic gestures. Here's the opening of the recitative, which generally remains uniform in mood throughout. Dealing as it does with mercy and redemption, the aria, sung with choral interjections, is more varied in mood, beginning with the more free-flowing opening ritonello, dominated again by the oboe de caccia. The text is, See, Jesus has stretched out his hands to embrace us. Come, where? In Jesus' arms. Seek redemption, receive mercy, seek, where? In Jesus' arms. 
Live, die, rest here, you forsaken chicks. Remain where in Jesus' arms. The tonality here is more secure, beginning in E-flat major, but quickly leaning toward A-flat, the subdominant chord. More tension-filled chords are eventually introduced, but by the end of the ritornello, we are securely in the key of the dominant, B-flat major. The alto's melody, which begins with a long stretch note on the word C, representing Jesus stretching out his hand to the sinner, is calm and graceful. The opening chorus of the Passion is evoked by the interaction between the soloist and chorus two. The alto singing come and the chorus responding wohin or where, which is repeated three times before the alto continues with in Jesus' arms. The music takes on a more serious tone as the text changes to seek redemption and receive mercy. And once more, the chorus interjects with single note chords on Vohin. Let's hear that much starting from the entrance of the alto. Bach and Pickender set the next very dramatic part of Matthew's account mostly in a series of intense recitative exchanges with some brief punctuating choruses representing the perspective of the onlookers. The first section concludes with a recitative passage from the evangelist stating, But Jesus again gave a loud cry and gave up his life. Aber Jesus This is followed by a chorale, the ninth stanza of O Sacred Head. When I one day must depart from here, then do not depart from me. When I must suffer death, then step forward next to me. When most full of fear I am in my heart, then snatch me from my fears by the strength of your agony and pain. Following the chorale, the series of recitatives punctuated by brief choruses continues. The evangelist's recitatives describe the tearing of the veil in the temple, the earthquake, and the graves opening up, and those sleeping there rising up and entering the city. He continues on, describing, among other things, the receiving of Jesus' body by Joseph of Arimathea. At that point, the evangelist's narrative is interrupted by a bass recitative and aria. The text for the recitative is, In the evening when it was cool, the fall of Adam was manifest. In the evening the Savior presses down on him. In the evening the dove returned and carried an olive branch in its mouth. O beautiful time, O evening hour, the peace treaty with God is now made, for Jesus has brought to fulfillment his cross. His corpse comes to rest. Ah, dear soul, pray, go, let them give you the dead Jesus. O salutary, O precious remembrance. Bach's setting of the text is somber and deliberate. Here is just the beginning. Oh, 
But the aria is pure bliss, a masterpiece of lilting pastoral-like melody in B-flat major and 12-8 time, which repeats achingly beautiful phrases against a descending bass line. The text is, Make yourself pure, my heart, I want to bury Jesus within me, for he now within me forever shall have his sweet rest. World, depart from my heart, let Jesus enter. The two oboe da caccia, combined with the strings, seem now warm and inviting, in contrast to the more austere impression made earlier, even in their gentle sixteenth-note runs. We'll hear an excerpt beginning with the entrance of the bass. The second part of the text is treated a little more severely, although motives from the ritonello continue to some degree in the instrumental accompaniment. When the first part of the text returns, it does so by largely recapitulating the exquisite lyricism of the opening section. We then return to the more somber narrative. The evangelist relates in recitative how Jesus' body was laid in a new grave, carved for him in a rock, and with a great stone placed in the doorway, and how the grave was watched over by Mary Magdalena and the other two Marys. But on the next day, the chief priests and Pharisees came together to warn Pilate about Jesus' claim that he would rise from the dead after three days, presenting their case to Pilate in the final chorus sung from their perspective. Musically, it is perhaps their most interesting contribution, a combination of powerful homophonic effects enlivened rhythmically with dashes of imitation or quasi-imitative counterpoint. Here is the final part of the Evangelist recitative and the first part of the chorus. Des andern Tages, der da folget nach dem Rüsttage, kamen die hohen Priester und Pharisäer sämtlich zu Pilato und sprachen The biblical narrative is brought to a close quickly as the evangelist recounts in recitative how Pilate responds to the chief priest's request for a guard to be posted at the grave by saying, You have guards of your own, go away and keep watch as best you can. There is a final collective arioso recitative, another devotional commentary from the community of believers, represented by four soloists, including the tenor representing the evangelist, and joined by the choruses. The bass begins, Now is the Lord brought to peace, my Jesus, good night. The tenor sings, The trouble is over, which our sins caused for him. The alto, O sacred bones, see how I weep for you with penance and remorse, that my fall has brought you to such distress. 
my Jesus, good night. And finally, the soprano, as long as life lasts, have a thousand thanks for your sufferings, for having valued so highly the salvation of my soul. My Jesus, good night. Here's the first part of it. But the very last word is shared by the dual choruses in a wonderfully peaceful lullaby in B-flat major and 3-4 time. There is no agitated interchange here, the two choruses often singing together and sometimes handing gentle phrases back and forth. The text is, We sit down with tears and call to you in your tomb. Rest gently, gently rest. Rest, you exhausted limbs, Your grave and tombstone for our anguished conscience shall be a pillow that gives peace and comfort, and the place where our souls find rest. With the greatest content there, our eyes will close in sleep. Here is the first part of the final chorus. Is this a surprisingly low-keyed finale? Would something either considerably grimmer or more magnificently heaven-storming be appropriate? Well, as many commentators have pointed out, it is Good Friday when the Passion is being performed and not Easter, so nothing too overtly celebratory would be in order. Also, as Rathi has pointed out, The entire Passion reinforces the traditional Lutheran idea that Jesus' death was no tragedy, but rather necessary for the forgiveness of sins. But the sacrifice has been completed now, and we are now able to put our anxiety aside and concentrate on gratitude for what has been achieved. Also, as Rathi suggests, the use of a lilting lullaby is also very much in keeping with the Lutheran notion of death as sleep. We've run a bit long for this episode again, but the St. Matthew Passion represents a complete musical universe from which it is difficult to subtract without losing the meaning of its individual components. For our next episode, we'll turn back the clock a little and talk about Bach's Virtuoso Toccatas for keyboard.